Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay, what do you got? All right. So after several months of waiting, Californians who qualify for the state's gas price relief program are finally going to begin seeing payments in a couple of weeks. The $9.5 billion tax refund program is going to provide one-time payments to eligible residents, and individuals who make less than $75K will receive $350. So payments are going to be received in the same form as your tax refund. So celebrate because you're going to be getting some free money in a couple weeks, starting the first week of October. There you go. Really? No, she's lying to you. Hmm. Is that a lie? No, Lindsay? not really. This is, this is not truthful? No? <laughs> it's called wow. what you need so to th- know. <laughs> yeah. It's not April Fool's Day. So, so um, oh, wow. So uh, 350 bucks. It's interesting, isn't it? Because when this all started, it was like, yo, uh, give us some money. Gas is like $8 a gallon. And granted, it's still expensive at five something because I'm driving around here today in Cleveland, George. You yeah. know how much gas is here in Cleveland? Like three ninety nine. Three dollars and nine cents for regular unleaded. Three oh nine. Wow. We're paying. We're paying more than two dollars more around you know L.A. Southern California. So it's great that they're going to be giving people money. It's like just like I needed it like three months ago. Let's hustle this thing up. Let's go. You know. Well, you know. Hey, I'll, better late than never, bro. I'll take it. I, I don't get think it. You I'll qualify, take it. Cappy. Yeah, you, you're you know you're like a billionaire. Yeah. Well. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> billionaire Jason. <laughs> yeah. Still you are a billionaire million. Jason. You're a tech mogul. <laughs> you know? Bet you, bet you Brett Favre's going to get some. Yeah, I don't think Oh, so. I'm not oh, talking about that. Is that just a, is that, is that just a shot right there? Or what? Is that just a shot? I'm not talking about that story. That guy. <laughs> I'm surprised John Ireland didn't bring it up to us. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's the only thing that... Que, lo único que faltaba. <laughs> the only thing that was next. George, do you hear? No. Yeah. Just kidding. George, I know you're doing you're calling an NFL game this uh this weekend. Did you hear about Brett Favre? <laughs> Let me play you some sound. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I love that Laura's also in on this yeah. too. This Let me play this for you real quick. Yeah. I'm kidding, John. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Laura John is like a two. <laughs> et tu, Laura, et tu. Uh, to give him a little credit, at least he did get it on the phone and ask you guys about the Miss Bum the Bum Bum test. Yeah, yes. the bu- no, he was good with the booby girls in Utah yesterday and the Bum Bum. though, <laughs> the boobies and the Bum Bums. I was, was going to say two days in a row. Of, like, boobies and Bum Bums. Hey, listen, I'll take that over having to talk about um, Robert Sarver every day. You That's know. True. Right. How about yesterday? How about yesterday when I said something? I said something like uh, the the young lady who's the host on on Thursday Night Football on Amazon. Like, damn, she's sexy. And then what does Lindsay go? She goes, gosh, you sound like Ireland there. (laughs) Just a comment. (laughs) Just a comment. That's all. He always makes it a point to, like, you know, objectify somebody's looks before he gives them credit for anything else. Hence, Laura pointing out yesterday the boobies, today the bum bum. I was just saying it's starting to be a little bit of a trend. That's all. Hmm. All right. 
The man likes what he likes. Hey, man. Hey, mad at him. Um, You do you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Real quick. All right. So we'll get back to the Chargers thing in a second. And Justin Herbert, who, if you're just tuning in, Lindsay Theory has reported that uh, fractured rib cartilage day to day. Not good. We'll get to that in a second. But speaking of injuries. So, Laura, get the sound today that I sent you about. There's two. But give me the one about Stafford. Ready? So. I'm listening to my guys, the Dan Lebetard show today, because they have their like Laura does a good job of this, too, because she does our podcast titles and puts our podcast together, which uh, sometimes for all of you that complain that sometimes it doesn't come out on time or one reason. It's not her fault. There's there's a lot of tech issues at times with that thing. But nonetheless, um, Laura comes up with, you know, usually uh, and Funchy does, too, when he does it, too. They come up with creative titles for each hour. And on the Levitard show, like they good did clickbait. Uh, yeah, perhaps, yeah, yeah. perhaps. I do. I mean, Laura, mm-hmm. Laura, do you do you, do you try to create clickbait for for podcast titles? Yeah, because like my, I have to create something catchy for the title to yeah. to make sure you yeah. listen. Yeah. Okay. So good stuff. I, All right. So on on Dan's show today, I, they uh, they had a title that caught my attention, and it says "Leg Kicking Sean McVay." And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, you got me to listen. So, which, you know, I generally try to listen to them at least once or twice a week. But I saw that title and I'm like, okay. And I saw that Jay Glazer was on. So I was curious because I know Jay and Sean are very close. They've, they've done a podcast together. I don't know if they still do. But, uh, you know, and Jay's obviously very talented and very informed in the National Football League. So I'm figuring that there's some goofy story about Sean McVay, which there is, which we'll get to in a second. But. Jay was asked a question because they were asking him football questions too. And somebody asked him about Stafford's injury to his elbow. And he dropped Mm -hmm. a nugget that I had not heard anyone mention to this point. And I was like, oh, wait, what? So let's play what uh, Jay Glazer of Fox Sports said about Matthew Stafford's injury. Same as last year. That's really it. I mean, he had the same thing last year. He played through it. That's why he had interceptions last year. And, you know, it's... um, Stafford's a tough dude. Like injuries, if you just go back in Detroit, the injuries he played through, and same here with the Rams. Man, it's it's hard to keep that guy out. So, but I'm I'm going to say it's the same as last year. He was hurt last year. He was really hurt last year. It's still there. So they didn't do enough to really subside the pain from what he had a year ago. But he played with it last year, so I would say he can play with it again. So Cappy, remember, let's let's backtrack here. Let's work in reverse. We find out at the beginning of the season he had this PRP, not surgery, but treatment, right? Um, That he's had this elbow injury. And, you know, everyone's telling us it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. We watch him the first game and we're kind of like, hmm, it doesn't look fine. And then today Jay Glazer's telling us, because we we don't know any of this, right? Like, we've been in the dark about Matthew Stafford's injury and how this happened. And now we're finding out via Jay Glazer on the Dan Lebitard show today uh, that he had this damn thing last year. Well, first of all, Jay said it right, and that is that Matthew Stafford is a tough guy. So, you know, if you go back and you look at his career in Detroit, oh I mean, God, he played, he played like on a really back? bad teams. Right, that one year, remember? Right. Like a fracture in his back. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he played on really bad teams, and he got hit and beat up a lot, and he is a tough guy. And if you if you not only go back and look at his career, which I don't expect everybody to start studying film, but there's plenty of games where he's mic'd up through NFL films and you get to hear how beat up and hurt he really is. So first and foremost, he's right. Matthew Stafford is a very tough guy. Secondly, um, I also think, George, that this is what I'll call, um, it is kind of a revelation, right? That 
we never heard last year that Stafford's got some sort of an elbow problem. And I can't really say that I thought that he had an elbow issue and that's why he threw so many interceptions last year. However, right. if, if what Jay says is right, and I've known Jay a really long time, so I tend to believe what he's saying, and to your point, he's close with McVay, so where do you suppose he's getting this information from if you put two and two together? It kind of surprises me that there wasn't more done. And I'm not suggesting to you that he had to have Tommy John surgery in the offseason, mm-hmm. but it just seems odd to me that if he was hurt last year and dealt with it and played through it, and he still got the same injury, and everybody was saying in preseason he's fine, it's nothing to worry about, it just surprises me that there's no reporting on a whole bunch of stuff was done to try and subside the pain or fix the problem. So that now should give you some concern if you're a Rams fan, like, is he going to throw a whole bunch of interceptions again this year because his elbow's not right? Because he led the league last year in picks, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had 15 or 16, I think, yeah. So what do you make of this whole situation? What, do you, what, what are you uh, well, taking away from this? What I'm taking away is, you know, to your point, he's clearly tough, but I, I would expect that it, they're going to need him to probably take less risks is what I would say. Um, and this was something I mentioned last year. People say I'm not critical of McVay, but the one thing I was very critical of last year was I said, and you and I talked about this, that if I had one criticism of Sean is I don't believe he's coaching Matthew Stafford as hard as he coached Jared Goff. And what I meant by that was like he, even during games, it didn't look like there was any the word I'm looking for I would say that it didn't look like even when when things were going south that he would kind of get on him a little bit and I'm not saying he has to mm-hmm. like yell and scream at him like I think that's silly you got no, to play I think your what person- you're saying is right you don't I have to play what you're saying you, is right you play to your personality but when like Jared did stuff like you could tell he was upset you know like it, it bothered him well right but and, and again and listen, by the Jared way Goff yeah and by the way, I, I I don't blame him, particularly because at the end, golf it was not good at all. <laughs> and and I get it's the first year of Stafford, but maybe the conversation needs to be, hey Matt, um, or Matthew, you know this like no look passing on first down where you throw an interception when we're down only seven. I, I know that when your arm is right, you could probably do that pass blindfolded, but we probably shouldn't be doing stuff like that, like you did in that Buffalo game. Well, a couple things. Number one, the first thing that the Rams need to figure out, just just this injury or however hurt he is or is not or how much it is like last year, the number one thing the Rams got to figure out, George, is mm-hmm. you have to have a running game of some kind. Yeah. You, you, to, to protect your quarterback in some way, you have to have a running game. Like Just to give you an example, last night, Austin Eckler for the Chargers had less than 50 yards rushing. Correct. So if you can't run the ball, guess what's going to happen? Your quarterback's going to wind up getting hit a lot because everybody knows you're going to throw the ball. And that's really, I'm not saying that's why Herbert got hurt, but there's no semblance of a running game. So the first thing I think McVay needs to do to protect his quarterback is to figure out, A, who his running back is, and, and B, can they, can they create a running game in any way? And then the second part of it is obviously the, the pass protection, which did not look good against Buffalo. And then, to your point, the third part. Listen, um, the reason he coaches Stafford differently than he coached Goff is because he was trying to control Goff like a robot. 
he actually has trust and faith in Stafford. That's fair. He was trying to he was trying to overthink for Goff, and and he's just he just has a lot more trust in a guy who's been around for thirteen years. But oh, no, they got listen. This this I would agree. This is a big even, game, by the way. But, but even someone as as skilled and and experienced as Stafford needs someone occasionally to kind of ride him a little bit. You know what I mean? Got no problem with that at all. Really don't. I mean, most players actually want to be coached, you know? Um, this is a big game this weekend for the Rams, and I know that you're going to say, well, why is it a big game? They're playing the Atlanta Falcons. Well, they can't True. be going two. You can't do that. It, and you can't lose two straight games at home, and right. you can't let an inferior team come in here and, and beat you. Uh, you got to get right. And if, if what we talked about yesterday, which was Sean McVay saying that losing game one was a blessing in disguise, well, then you have to, you have to rebound in this game. you got to get this win. Yeah, 100%. Now, on a much more, on uh, a much lighter note, because uh, I do love Sean McVay, and I even feel bad just criticizing him there. Like, I'm sorry, Sean. I'll never do that again. Um, wow, actually, you're apologizing uh, for just an ounce of criticism. Wow. Yeah, actually, I, I will criticize you probably eventually again, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, you know being facetious. Um, but Jay Glazer also decided to uh, give, let us in on a little conversation he had with Sean McVay. So apparently, they were at McVay's place, or maybe they were at Glazer's place, and they're watching the UFC. And McVeigh says to him, hey, those leg kicks they're doing, this would be something you would do. So I feel like you and McVeigh all of a sudden became kindred spirits. Like He's like, those leg kicks, they can't hurt that bad, do they? And, you know, Glazer trains <laughs> UFC. Let with, me try it on you. With Randy Couture and all that. So apparently he did, and he told that story with those guys, with Levitard and those guys too. Listen to this. This is funny. Um, you guys will love this. So I'm sitting here at McVeigh's house one night, and we were having some cocktails. Him and Chris Shula, one of his, his, uh, his linebacker coach, and he's like, hey, how, much, how hard could those low leg kicks hurt? How bad could those low leg kicks hurt? Come on. They can't be that bad. I'm like, Sean, let's not do this. He said, like, come on. They can't be that bad. I'm like, Sean, let's not do this. And he's like, and he keeps egging me on. He keeps egging me on. I said, all right. Oh, no. And I low leg kick out of no. Sean McVay. No. And he grabs his leg and goes, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, you asked me to. <laughs> that would be something you would do. But I actually think those leg kicks would hurt really bad. <laughs> now, now, you see, I would do the opposite. You ready for this? I'd say yeah. this. I'd say, hey, Jay, those leg kicks look like they hurt really bad, don't they? And Jay would go, not if you did it. I go, okay, well, then let me kick you. And then I would try my best to kick Jay as hard as I could. Not because right. I want to hurt him, just because I want to prove that I could kick him really hard and that it would hurt. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to hurt the guy. I'm a little surprised, Kevin. But I mean. I, I feel what? like you you feel like you you know you're kind of like you like to put yourself out there that way you know well you know listen I go way back with Jay Glazer okay way back we go deep into the archives there's a very brotherly relationship there between he and I yeah and the one thing I know about Jay is he a little crazy yeah. so the last thing I need him doing is kicking me in the leg yeah now I I wouldn't Can mind I kick kicking him in the, him leg? In the leg I mean you could but you got to let me kick you back well, no. So it's 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 kick for cack or tick for tack or t I don't know what the phrase is. But if you I'll let you kick me, but you got to let me kick you. In fact, okay. you ready for this? Okay. Let's do this. You ready? Yeah. You kick me with your right leg and your left leg, and then I get to kick you with my left leg and my right leg, and let's see who hurts worse. Well, you were a kicker, so there's that. Right, but, but you I could are a black belt in karate. But I, I could probably kick you in the right place. Now, here's the thing. If I kick you and, and it, it you... Mm, let's talk about this more on the other side. 
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Come on, Cappy. You know you love a little tea swizzle. <laughs> there he is. I do, as a matter of fact. But I'm waiting for my tacos to arrive here. The tacos uh, barrio? See si. From, uh, from uh, the land? And you can do a taste Let's test. see here. That. Yep. Uh, Lindsay sent me a DoorDash. And uh, taking quite a long time, as a matter of fact. She, uh, she ordered these tacos at about 7 o'clock. They're going to get here at 840 well, local time. So 540 LA time. So 20 more minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to do like an, a, an ahead order, like schedule ahead, because they were currently closed for to-go orders. Because, like I said, they're probably super busy. Oh, wow. But don't worry, Cap. Everything great is worth waiting for. Yeah, you got that right, sister. Here's a what you need to know uh, at 519. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you uh, anybody out there ha- shops or has their you know significant other shop at Bed Bath and Beyond. They're closing 150 stores, um, including the uh, one in Palmdale, one in Burbank and one in Lakewood. So there you go. Really? I saw that just popped up on my Twitter just now. So that's one of those stores, I think, that. Um... I'm going to just take a stab here. The parent company's like, hey, look, um, what do we need brick and mortar for? Right. People can order all of our products on our website yeah. or app or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, that's too bad, though. But it does put yeah, people out of work. Too bad. That sucks. Yes, that's why I'm saying that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So real quick, leg kicking. Let's finish that, and then we could get into the uh, football and the Dennis Shooter. So which leg do you think is the stronger leg for you? Oh, definitely my right leg is stronger. Like, you mean to kick or to get kicked? Yeah. 
No, no. If you're going to kick me and you really want to hurt it's me, right? Yeah, right. Will 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 be okay. more more be more potent. Okay, and and, and your left. How's your how's your left? Your but left. But I feel like good. my left can, percentage. My left can take it better. Okay. All right. All right. Because I'm going I, to because I was a I was an orthodox. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So like. Uh, when I fought, so you know the the left leg is in front, so I'm just used to taking that, you know, a pun- some punishment. So aren't you and I going to start? Aren't you and I going to start doing some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu. training? I soon? told you if you're in, let's start doing it. I, well, I told you we got to wait till right. the turn of the calendar so I can get my right. schedule a little more in order. But I would love if you are if you are down, we will go do some. I am so down. Together. Yeah, right. And then when we're training for jujitsu, yeah. then that day we can do the who's going to break whose leg. Yeah, you know, kicking competition. Well, we don't have to break each other's so, legs. We just one shot. Well, but I mean, could that could happen though? It could. I mean, I in that same clip we just played of uh, of Glazer doing to McVeigh, he said he did it to uh, Steve Keim, I guess the general manager of the not McVeigh, but <laughs> Glazer <laughs> did it to Steve Keim, and he uh, he he uh, he fra- uh, pulled his Achilles or whatever. His Achilles snapped at the next day, and that he said no Glazer had. His uh, Kime had his attorney send him a fake letter uh, that he was suing him, like not a real letter, like it was not real. <laughs> and like Glazer was freaking so if, out. I was like, "What?" So if you kicked me with your right leg, and your right leg is your one hundred percent leg, yeah, what percentage like, is sure your left leg? Is, right. My left. Well, oh, it's not going to be as strong. I would say if I could, my left probably like seventy five percent of my right. Okay, I'm going to go with my right leg. I'm going to give it the hundred. Yeah. And my left leg, I'm going to give it like a 98. Wow, 98. That's impressive. Yeah, right. Well, because, you know, I used to kick field goals right-footed, George. Right. But I would punt left-footed. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm a switch hitter. I go both ways. Damn. I kick with both feet. I mean, the, the whole thing. Who you know you what now? I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to mm. kick you with my right leg. Does Rachel and then I'm going to kick you. She yeah, I think she probably she Well, she... She, well, yeah. See, Laura, you're right. Because the right <laughs> hand and the left hand can use them uh, both. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kick I you pretty know. hard you with know, my right leg. You, you were switch hitting, so that's why. Yeah, I'm gonna kick you with my right leg hard, and then I'm gonna kick you really hard with my left leg too. <laughs> Some important details there, you know. I know that should be a conversation that should be had. So. <laughs> I love that we're deciding how we're gonna kick each other. Yeah. Now, do you want to do hammies this or do, you all- do calves? As to where we should kick each other? Yeah. I think we should kick each other in the quadzillas. Okay, so like hammies, basically. Yeah, that's, quad, a, that's a body area. by Jake term yeah. is what that is. Quadzillas. Yeah. Um, this, is, uh, this is all Jay Glazer's fault. I'm blaming Jay Glazer. I'm going to text him and let him know that we're now getting into a kicking competition on air. Who can kick who harder and who can hurt, hurt who worse? And it's I mean, all his fault. It's all going to hurt. It doesn't really matter. Um, I know. It is going to hurt. Bad. <laughs> it's going to hurt really bad. You know, like when Justin Turner gets done with a game and on the back of his jersey, he's got like that black mark from all the stuff that's all over his bat? Every time. That's yeah, what yeah. your leg and my leg are going to look like when we get done kicking each other. Right. And then people are going to be like, what kind of idiots do this? <laughs> we just did it for fun. That's all. We just thought it'd be fun to kick each other. It's good for the bit. Yeah. You got to commit to the bit. Um. All right. So Dennis Schroeder, a Laker. Yeah. I mm-hmm. listen for all the criticism I get for oh you're always negative Nancy I think this is a really good signing. Why? A first of all the value he's a minimum veterans minimum two point six four million dollars. B he's okay. a good player, and C 
he's a really good fit next to LeBron. So I, I think that that in itself is already great. And there's already familiarity with him. So I would add that as D as another positive reason. I think Dennis Schroeder is good. I think Dennis Schroeder could start as their point guard tomorrow and feel, and I would feel good about their situation at that position. So the thing about Schroeder is, and we, we, we can talk about this, but look, here's a guy who was offered an 80 plus almost $90 million contract from the Lakers. And he, and I'm going to use this. He arrogantly turned that down. I don't know if it was because he thought he was worth that much more, or I kind of thought it was because he didn't like being part of the puzzle. He didn't like having to play for LeBron. At least that was my perception the year that he was with the Lakers. So, yes, it's true. Dennis Schroeder is a very inexpensive piece, so the risk is low financially, but the reward is potentially higher. But as much as we all think of Russell Westbrook as being kind of an attitude guy and a guy that could really hurt a locker room, I got to tell you something, maybe not to the same extent, but based on the year that he was here and everything we're just talking about, the money he was offered, the fact that he chose not to take it, et cetera, like not accepting his role, I'm not very high on Dennis Schroeder. Now, if he can come back here and accept the fact that, hey, bud, um, you went from being an 80-something million dollar player to a 2.6 million dollar player, and you need to do what this team needs you to do, not think that it's about you, then great. But I kind of think of Dennis Schroeder in the same way I think of Russ. Maybe not to the same extent, but I feel like he had a crappy attitude last time he was here. Is that uh, far yeah, off? but he was also in a different place in his career. He was the sixth man of the year a couple, you know, a to one time. He was looking for a big payday. He was looking to be part of a championship team and being the third player on a championship level team. I think at this point, I mean, you know, he's he's a minimum player at the moment. Now he's trying to get one more big score. I don't blame him. He's young enough to do it and talented enough. But I think that he went to he got I guess he was on Boston. They're a pretty good team, but it just didn't, you know, it's not a great fit because those two guys, all, all their guys actually that um, that are there need the ball in their hands, which is why I'm curious this how this Malcolm Brogdon thing is going to fit. Um, although he can play off the ball way better than, than Dennis Schroeder, so I guess it'll fit better. But, well, let me ask you something. Let me ask you this. So, so should we intimate then, or, or let me rephrase it. Does this move tell us that the Lakers are preparing for the eventuality of getting rid of Russ. I mean, is that is that is that yes. where you jump to? Is yeah, that that's you, exactly where I jump to. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Like Russ is gone, dude. I, I, I'm telling you, he's not going to be here the whole season. I'm not saying that he is, but I'm also not sure that they can move him. So all the talk that we've had No, there's about deals in place. Ramona talked about it earlier today. They just didn't don't hear like that. the deals in place. Well, look, are they going to find a way to get Russ moved? Maybe. Will they possibly say, we don't want you on this team, just go home, we'll pay you? Maybe. Could Russ find himself, even though he's not a minimum player, saying this is where I am in my career and, and I have to change who I am if I'm going to continue on, I'm going to throw that in the maybe category also. I, this is becoming more interesting as the days go on and as we get closer to the Lakers opening training camp and getting ready for the start oh, of the season I, I in mid-October. I, I can't wait already. I, I'm here. I'm here. We're ready for it. Radio Tinder next. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. By the way, Christopher, it's actually to me. Radio Tinder is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Take it away, Lindsay. Thanks, Sedano. So David Beckham met Queen Elizabeth numerous times throughout his life, but he joined the rest of the public to wait in line to pay his respects one last time. Uh, He told reporters while he was waiting in line today, quote, we all want to be here together and experience and celebrate the amazing life of our queen. I think that something like this today here together is meant to be shared. Well, Beckham joined the line at two in the morning and he didn't make it inside Westminster until about 3.20 p.m. So he waited for a total of 13 hours in line wow. just to pay his respects to the queen. Is there anyone that you guys find is, is important enough, I guess, for you to wait 13 hours in line to pay your respects to them? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano. I mean, family not included, right? Right, yeah, not, not including your family. That's an obvious one, yeah. All right, so no one, family or friends, like close friends, people you've been around like all your life, not included. Okay, um, I don't know. That's a great question. I guess if like I were, if I were him, right, and I would have met, like you know, the equivalent to that in this country, right, like met, um, some sort of dignitary, a president or something like that, and I was being celebrated by them, I would pay my respects and make sure I was there, and whatever amount of time it took, then so be it. It would take. Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite direction here. I'm going to swipe left, of course, and tell you... You're not you, a noble. Uh, that's why. That of course. Yeah. I'm going to use that I as mean, a drop now. Sa- yeah, sadly, no, no. Um, okay, look, let's do it this way. Paul yeah, Hackett was your college coach. Right. Right? Did you get along with him? Yep. Yeah. If he died, and let's say... Mm-hmm. Let, it doesn't have to be like waiting 12 hours in line. All right, let's not do this. But oh, let's say, okay. would, you know, would you go to his funeral? And let's say, like, knowing ahead of time, like, you could tell the future. And I would tell you, hey, man, your flight's going to be delayed. It may get canceled. You have to get another flight. It's going to take a day, half a day to get there. Um, would you still go? No. So, <laughs> damn. I just wouldn't. I mean, listen, hey, George, here's a real-life example for you. You ready? Yeah. A real-life example. When my friend Tony Saragusa died, you know, um, 
I just, I, I wasn't like, hey, I got to be there. I, I mourned from a, a distance. You know, it was very sad. It was very upsetting. I felt terrible for his family. And I just didn't feel like I needed to jump on a plane and go to be there for it. You know, and um, so when I hear that David Beckham stood in line for 13 hours, I think to myself, you're David Beckham. You couldn't find somebody that you knew that could get you to the front of the line that could go in. Hey, all right, Queen. Nice. See you later. Goodbye. You know, I just 13 hours to wait in line to pay my respects. (laughs) I'm sure he did. He probably didn't want to. Right. Because there's probably a ton of other people that also want to pay their respect to a queen who lived until she was 90 something years old or whatever it was like. So he didn't want to be disrespectful to other people who were there waiting in line. Mm-hmm. But you always looking for a shortcut. <laughs> well, right. You, I mean, you, he's David price. Beckham. Try to use your celebrity to be to get a shortcut. I am Scott well, Kaplan. If I were David Beckham, <laughs> if I had some celebrity, yeah, I mean, I don't you have do. any. But you if do, he, you but do, I, but he, you do. But he does. I mean, Wait. David Beckham, for crying out loud. But what if they said, hey, King, what if, uh, if Jaden called and said, hey, King, could mm-hmm. you wait 13 hours in line? Ooh. You know what I would say? What? Yes, Queen. Particularly in this instance, I'd yeah. say Slay Queen. You know, um, <laughs> interestingly, by the way, my 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 buddy Alex, who I'm here visiting in Cleveland, his his grandmother. This is amazing. Still alive, 96 years old, and I was going to go visit her today in this home that she's at. And then after my pedicure, things got a little bit late. I'm like, Yo, I got to get to downtown Cleveland to do the radio show, so I'll go see Grandma tomorrow. But I wanted to go pay my respects to her while she's still alive at 96 years old. Yeah. But if he told me I had to wait 13 hours, I'd be like, yo, listen, um, I haven't seen her in like 20 years. What's what's yeah. does she really need to see me? Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't wait 13 hours. No. OK. Just being honest. So, that's all. OK. You're somewhat I, I, respectful, I mean, but not like fully respectful. Right. Well, I mean, is it disrespectful to not go? No. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I think to each their own. But mm-hmm. what I, I, I just think that the, uh, you know, but I, I like, I just think it's funny that you would like try to find a shortcut if you were David Beckham. Yes, as, if as I were David being, Beckham. Yeah, right. If I were David Beckham, we should be applauding. Listen, I'd like to pay him. my respects to the Queen. We should be applauding him for not looking for a shortcut mm-hmm. in that scenario. I don't know. Maybe my, there were 13 hours of other celebrities in front of him. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, my doubtful. guess is that he tried to use his celebrity and like. He went there, saying he went there at two in the morning was probably his way of being like, okay, obviously there isn't a shortcut here, so I'm going to go wait in line like the like everybody else. There's probably a lot more important people that wanted to pay their respects to her than David Beckham, right? Don't you think? 13 hours worth of more important people? That's David know. Beckham, though, over there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like a Kardashian. Right, I mean, isn't here. he like one of the top guys? Yes, right. Yeah. He's, like a, he's like royalty himself. I yeah. mean, he bent it like Beckham. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Hovick tweets us at Hovick 77 says have met many celebs in my life. David Beckham is by far the nicest famous person I've ever met. Not just him, the entire family. So there you go. Super nice, super respectful. He's not trying to create shortcuts like you, Scott Kaplan with your, if you were bending it like Beckham or super you know, hot and if you super were, rich. if you were curving it like Cappy, you would, uh, you would try to <laughs> cut the line. He'd be basically. faking it. Just yeah. Well, again, Again, I didn't, I didn't go running across the country to, uh, to go to my buddy Tony Saragusa's funeral. I mean, I felt really bad about it, yeah. but I was like, what am I going to do? I, I mean, is the funeral not going to go off if I'm not there? I don't think I was missed, is what I'm saying. All right, what's next, Lindsay? All right, so on this day back in 1996, the jackpot wedge appeared for the first time on Wheel of Fortune. And today, it also came out that Pat Sajak will soon call out letters on Wheel of Fortune for the last time after 40 years of hosting the show. 
In an interview with Entertainment Tonight, Sajak said that the end is near for him, but he's proud of the show for withstanding the test of time, saying it, quote, looks like the show will go on longer than me. So do you guys think that Wheel of Fortune should continue on without Pat Sajak? And if so, who would make a good host? Okay, so this is funny. I remember we talked about when the Jeopardy thing happened, um, you guys asked me if I would do Jeopardy. I'm like, nah, I'm not smart enough for Jeopardy. Like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I can wor- make that work. I would totally want Pat Sajak's job if he retired. Like that, it would be, so if you're listening uh, over there at the wheel, I'm all in on the wheel. I used to have the wheel video game for my Apple Macintosh. Uh, you know, when I, when that thing was you know going on in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, little green screen. Yeah. This is so Sedona, by the way, he should get that job. I love the wheel of fortune. Okay. I love the wheel. I like Jeopardy too. My wife's more of a Jeopardy fan. I love the wheel of fortune. Okay. So I I am, I would, I would totally tell my agent, I'm going to text him right now. Like, yo, the wheel, if, if Pat's for real, I'm in on the wheel. Okay. I like that. Um, I'm going to say that a, the wheel of fortune can easily survive without Pat Sajak because there was a period of time where Sajak left to go try and do late night TV yeah. and other people did host. Do you remember any of the other, cause I can remember one guy who hosted the wheel of fortune once Pat Sajak left. Do you remember? And he was a former NFL player. Any, re- any memory of this? <sighs> a former NFL player. I'm trying to think off the top of my head from your um, favorite football team. Well, I know Chuck Woolery definitely hosts. I remember that. Do you that I that? do not remember. Yeah. Nope. Ralph Bernerska? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, Ralph Bernerska. That's exactly yeah. right. Ralph. Yeah. Ralph, Ralph Bernerska hosted yeah. the Wheel of Fortune. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, can, can, should the show survive without him? If, if Jeopardy can survive without Alex Trebek, then Wheel of Fortune can easily survive without Pat Sajak. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't know about easily, bro. No. Like, slow down. He's Pat Sajak. He's a freaking legend. Show some respect. Yeah, I mean, Jeopardy yeah, but I'm telling like you right now, like the best luck with replacing Alex Trebek. That's been a whole nightmare. Well, that was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah but I, I oh, think wait, that they've made some mistakes along the way. Cappy, you may have an in here. But I'm just you want. Yeah. Tell me. Talk to me. The guy who one of the guys who helped create the theme music for Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Your cousin, Steve Kaplan. Steve Kaplan. Cuz. Yeah. yeah. Cuz, can you help a brother out or a cousin out? And if not, at least I'm going to help you. Yeah. But you think about that those gig. Shows, I don't want that gig. You are knocking out, you're knocking out like 10 shows in, a, in like a couple of days. And then you're working literally for like just a couple weeks out of the year. And you're knocking out a I'm bunch sure of shows. sure it's an awesome gig to have. What I game would show it. would you want to host? Is that your number one game show that you'd want to host? Yeah, I, I'd like Wheel. Um, I mean, if they brought back like the newlywed game, I feel like I'd be hilarious at that. Like I would have fun with that. <laughs> Because I feel like I do that kind of with you and Rachel all the time anyway. Like, I just pry. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a prior when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, See, I'd rather host, like, $100,000 Pyramid. That was one of my you, you favorite love that game, game shows of you, all time. You, you I love, love that, that game. game show, and I like I liked Dick Clark as a host, and that's one that I would like to host. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean I'm not good enough. I'm not witty enough for Family Feud. Um, I, I feel like there's way too much talking on Family Feud. Um, I'm your man, Steve he, Harvey. Yeah, like, you know, now that, you know, Steve has been doing it, it's like, forget it. We like, got to go and fight com- you. Comedian to do it. But if they're looking for a non-comedian, but someone who knows how to, you know, his way around a, a set on TV, you know, I'm, I'm in on wheel. Yeah, I'm out on wheel. Okay. Uh, all right. That is Radio Tinder. E- for me. Each and every day. <laughs>
Oh, look, Big E says he can see Sedano hosting and Scott Kaplan filling, uh, flipping the letters. You'd take over for Vanna. <laughs> Damn. That was rough. Vowels, yes, we got vowels over here. I mean, listen, I feel like, uh, you know, no disrespect to Pat, but I feel like the Vanna shoes are a pretty big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Cap be bigger. Perhaps. I can see Lindsay doing that, not Cap. Switching Lindsay, the letters. Could you, could you be, would you be Vanna? Yeah, I mean, it seems like a pretty easy job, but although Pat Sajak, sometimes he's kind of harsh on Vanna, I feel like. <laughs> Wait, what? Are you serious? You know? Man, that, could be, they, that could be George on you. There you go. They have a, they have a <laughs> chummy back and forth, but sometimes he says some things where I'm like, whoa, did he really just go there? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's doing it for 40 years. You know, they can, uh, you know, they've, they've been able to deal with each other. They get it. Times have changed, though. Times have changed. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, coming up next, the Raiders. The Raiders. All right, we're going to go through this schedule because 0-2, if that happens, it could be lights out. We're going to look at this schedule, Cappy. It's brutal for the Raiders. It starts with this week having to win. They're going to have to win one of these, a couple of, like at least two or three of these first five games. I don't know where we're going to find these wins, but you and I are going to tackle that on the other side. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. La vaca. Ooh. You know what la vaca is, Cappy? La vaca? Yeah. Is that that drink that everybody no, likes so much? It's a cow, bro. La vaca's a cow? La vaca lechera. Yep. The milky cow. The yeah, milky cow, yo. Oh, so it's not a drink. Oh, maybe it is a milky drink. Leche. It's not like a white Russian, bro. Con la vaca. It's just Friday. El cuerpo lo sabe. Just saying. Exactly. See? See? Yo, parking at LAX is crazy. Laura, you're right. It is 50 bucks yeah, a day in advance. Yeah, told you. 50 bucks. 50 that's bucks why. a day? Fly Damn. LAX. Reserve ahead of time, people. Dude. Dude, that's you why think I booked it ahead bad? of time. I saved $25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, damn. That's Dude, good. Well, for two days. $25. Oh, okay. Because mine, mine was like $15, day, $15, which is still good, though. Yeah. yeah. $25 Dude, for two last days night, pretty good. We, when we left Manhattan Beach, Lindsay and I got back into her new uh, <clears throat> whip, and we were heading over to LAX. Dude, Lindsay, how long do you think it took us to get from Manhattan Beach over to the airport? What do you think? Hour? Yeah, probably about an hour. Because it's no like, way. We, wow. We, yeah, we're coming from Dude. from that way. Like normally, it takes me ten minutes to get to the airport from where I live. But on the other side, where we have to go through the tunnel. Just the tunnel. It took us a good forty minutes to get through it. Ooh. It was crazy. You you. You could not, like, there was a point 
That's last crazy night. because I've mm -hmm. never, dude. I drive through there all the time, and I never have waited that long. George, That's I'm wild. telling you, there's a time it's 40 minutes from my house, night. and I live really far south. Damn. I'm just telling you that the flight was at 10:30. Maybe we it's just probably, yeah, maybe it's that. It's all the it's all we, the red eye people just yeah. At the same time. People going. I don't know, man. But, we, but he we, said he got to his probably, gate in like five minutes. Oh, yeah. So it took me no time. But what happened was there was a moment where it was getting so late. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, we can't move. I honestly wait, thought wait, wait, about wait, wait. getting out of Lindsay's car. Do you have TSA? Ask. No, no, no. No. Yes. no, let me ask you a question. Okay. Did you guys go through yeah. departures? I don't know. I just followed the signs. I, I, no, I, no. Mean, like mean, the down. upper level. Did you go up or down up or down? Uh, um, oh. I think we went up, but it does. But oh, yeah, yeah, that's, your, that's, that's the problem. problem. But you but no, no, that's no, you that's your mistake. You go arrivals. Yes, you go arrivals, and then you just no, no, no. Mm -hmm. it's quick. Mm -hmm. yeah. Trust me, you guys don't understand before. where we're. No, I get it. This... Behind the tunnel, but once you're through that, it, it's going to be worse in the departure yep. area. You just go through the arrivals. But it was you, fine you... once we got through the tunnel. Like it took us maybe five minutes once we got through the tunnel. Oh, maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was an accident. The front. No, 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 in the front, in the front, like one, once you pass the tunnel or whatever, like, like where that tunnel is, I know what you're talking about, like all the lights and stuff. Like yeah. sometimes there's accidents that backs up that yeah, tunnel. Sepulveda. Yeah, Sepulveda. Yeah, yeah. Telling you guys right now, it was crazy how long it took us to get in, yeah. and there was a moment where it. Because what time do you guys think we all left each other after we had the ice cream last nine night? Nine o'clock. No, okay, so nine o'clock. I didn't get to the airport until ten o'clock. Seriously. And then thankfully, yeah, thankfully I did have my TSA already handled and there was nobody. I don't know what was going on on the outside, but on the inside, the airport was pretty empty. Walked right through TSA, right through security, right to my gate and boom, right onto the plane. So it probably took me about all of about six minutes from the time I left Lindsay's car or whip and then till the time I was actually at the gate. But to get from the ice cream shop just to the airport, at least an hour. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy last yeah, night. Yeah, I've never had that issue. I've never taken me neither. Never. Mm -hmm. I've never come in that direction ever. It was. Well, I come through that Bad direction all the time, us. and I yeah. and I've never had that issue. <laughs> that's the only direction I've ever came in through. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's crazy. That's right. just terrible luck. It was unfortunate, but yeah, but it's the idea was good. got right in. Although Lindsay it's said right uh, people were giving you grief on social media when she posted that. What, what were what were they giving him grief about? Oh, when he posted, Did give me well, a hard post, time? no, people were just uh, making uh, fun of Cap for getting a milkshake because they were just like, why is Cappy got to be the different one and get the milkshake when everyone else is getting ice cream? But I mean, I would have yeah, gotten why, a milkshake. Why did you go milkshake, Cappy? Just, I, I didn't ask you at the time. Because, because um, you know, you said how great the ice cream was. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I could get ice cream, but I don't really want ice cream. But since we're here. But they make the milkshake we with earlier, ice cream. I know, but well, I know, but earlier in the week, wasn't there like National Milkshake Day or something? And ever since we started talking about National Milkshake Day, I've wanted a milkshake, but I've not put myself in a position to get a milkshake. But last night you were like, let's get ice cream. And I'm like, okay, well, if we're going to get ice cream, then I might as well just go for the milkshake. Yeah. Which was National bomb. Milkshake Day was September 12th. Um, but I think Laura usually has the right answer for these things. You're just extra. Mm hmm. Extra, yeah. I guess. I guess. Own it, Cap. Own it. Right. I didn't want ice cream, but I wanted a milkshake made of ice cream. <laughs> but I didn't really want either. But we went. Did you get like, pressured? No, what the hell? No, he didn't no, have to get, get any pressured. Oh, okay. No, but I will say this. I'll say this. You know, when the girl said, can I help you? And I said, yeah, you know, I'll have the chocolate milkshake. 
when I saw her going into the chocolate ice cream, I actually, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but I turned away because I didn't want to know how many scoops of chocolate oh, ice cream yeah, it was going to take to make this scoops. milkshake. <laughs> oh, I, oh, there maybe was like even four more. or five. Also, yeah, there was right. A lot. So, so, right. So while you guys were having like a scoop, like Lindsay had like a little cone yeah. and George had like a single scoop in a cup. I, I must have had like eight scoops of chocolate ice cream. I was like, I can't even look because I know how many there are going into this. Cappy, thing. I am proud of you, though, because I know I remember you told us that you're that guy that tests like a bunch of different ones. So I'm kind of glad you didn't put them through that. You're just like, this one I won't, whether it was or not. Oh, right. No, no, I didn't. I did not do that. There was some kind of like bacon blue ice cream concoction they there had. Was, was there like, was. There was one of those. And he, he, he brought it up. Like he's like, ooh, uh, bacon uh, ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not into that. So, I'm, But I, I always say it like this. I'm a simple guy. Very, very simple guy. Chocolate milkshake, plenty. You're the plenty. most complicado simple guy I know. Facts. Yes, yes. Facts. A little complicated in terms of my internal wiring. But on the outside, when it comes to this kind of simple stuff, you know? Yeah. Very simple. By the way, Brendan Craig just tweeted us and says, that's how traffic is at 10 p.m. Um, to get to LAX through that tunnel. It's always bad every night. It's all those different entrances merging up there. Um, so he, apparently it's, yeah, it's a red eye thing. Hmm. So. I don't know, yeah. man. It's the first time I've ever had that. I don't first do red eyes, I've ever bro. had that situation. So I only do I red eyes. I love in red eyes. No, not me, man. I do. Nope. I'd rather wake up As long as early. they're nonstop. Yeah, nonstop. I can't do the, the no, no. It got to no, be no. like from LA to wherever I'm going. Direct. I, I'd, ra- I'd rather do the super early 5 or 6 a.m. flight than do a red eye. I like those two. But sometimes, like, I'm doing a red eye to Dallas, and I love it. I was like, we purposely did it that way. Nah. It has to be the only alternative. So. It's yeah, on I the contract. It, I can sleep on a plane. Yeah. I, I can no, sleep. No, it's not in the contract. Most people can't sleep. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I, the tell last time I tell did you what a was red- it in my contract. I, I did a red eye for two. The last two red eyes I've done, one was for a funeral. Um, since we were talking about a funeral earlier about the queen, Queen Elizabeth, uh, it was not Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Clearly, it was not. Um, and uh, the other time was to get to a wedding. I had no other choice. I did a Warriors game in San Francisco, and I had to get to a wedding across the country, and it was that or nothing. That's why I'm going to Dallas, a wedding. So, so right. I don't mind. I will say this: what one thing I learned is that uh, first of all, going from LAX to Cleveland, it was about a four-hour flight, and it was direct. And um, and then when I got here, of course, you know, it just screws you up because then I went to sleep for like four hours when I got here. But yeah. to do a red eye to get to a place where, you know, you're not traditionally going, it's certainly not a vacation. But like in the case of going to see my kid play ball, if I could leave on a Thursday night, be there Friday morning, or even if I got to leave on a Friday night to get there Saturday morning, pretty easy to do. So mm. I didn't mind it. Didn't bother me. All right. We didn't get into the Raiders thing. Except I am uh, dragging the, ass. I, I do want to. Yeah, I bet. I do want to get into the Raiders here, Cappy, because I feel like I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, you love to call must-wins, but I do kind of feel like this one is kind of a must-win, and I'll explain why coming up in just a second. But first, don't forget, SoFi Stadium Tour, the last hour's coming up. In the last hour, one you know, somewhere in the 6 o'clock hour, we're going to give you a, a chance to win a four-pack of behind-the-scenes tour, uh, behind-the-scenes immersive tour at SoFi Stadium. You get an exclusive look at the stadium including the locker rooms the suites the interview rooms you can run through the tunnel etc that's going to happen next hour so stay tuned for that let's get into the Raiders let's dive into that we're going to dive into uh football in general for the weekend next